0: Back up the truck, back it up, let's tear this place down and turn it into a parking lot. Welcome in to the Bro 4 Squad Podcast, where we are just a bunch of bros drinking beer and talking movies. This is episode 161. I am your host, the mayor, Jeff Hornacek. Thank you so much for checking us out for the movie discussion tonight. Before we get started, first we go in the lab to the mad scientist Brian Banner. Banner, I understand that you worked up an algorithm to bet on and win every major league baseball game. Can you share that with us tonight? I'm a bit in the hole.
1: Uh, yeah. So Pete Rose's phone number is
0: on the three. bottom of your screen. Yeah. Like, this is not we'll put a- it.
1: We'll put it. We'll put it in the uh, comments or in the uh, in the description below. Um, I mean, that's pretty much the only way to guarantee anything. You got to spend money to win money. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely true. Good investment. Next, we go to our enforcer in the paint, Matt Geiger. Geiger, as someone well-versed in fighting at sporting events, do you appreciate or despise when two baseball teams start brawling and the bullpen always jogs in to act like they're going to do something but really just end up playing grab-ass with each other?
2: I never really thought much about it. It's just kind of like, I guess, bowing your head to pray, or Almost like Joe Dirt, you know, how, why are boobs good the sky? How exactly does it a- Positrack track on a Plymouth work it just does you just have to to do it if you stay in the bullpen like literally that's like like, against baseball juju you'll probably be traded the next day
0: Yeah, I do love how they always like really sprint out there too like they're actually going to fucking do something until
2: they hit the dirt as soon
1: as they hit the dirt they pull back the reins a lot
0: then they become like crowd control
1: like I know I know I know I agree with you you're not wrong
2: Hockey fights are the best, and then it's fan fights, and then probably baseball fights because NBA fights don't happen anymore. So,
0: I got to say, the last few years, the NFL has really given us some good fan fights in the stands.
2: Yeah, and the NFL last week fights. You'll get some idiot trying to punch a helmet every now and then, but there's not too. There's a lot of shoving. That's about it.
0: I think the NFL fan fights are great when you see like the guy whose wife or girlfriend clearly started it, and now he has to fight on her behalf, and he's like, "God damn it!"
1: And he's like, "Sweetie, you know I'm gonna lose this." This guy's look
0: at this guy. and looks like he doesn't have shit. He doesn't have a goddamn future. Got to go up against him in a Indominus Sue jersey, which is always scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, on our podcast, we start every episode off with the most important thing in any bro's life, and that is Chess Day. And tonight we have our second ever. I'm gonna act like these are pay per views. Fictional character fight here on the Bro Four Squad where we create a bracket with four entrants tonight from the world of movies and have them compete in a competition we debate to see who in fact is the best. Our previous uh, fictional character fight was between 90s movie kids, and it was a bit gory. It was to the death. So uh, that was on episode 135. Got aggressive. And, yeah. Tonight, uh, this idea was actually Matt Geiger's idea, so I will let him explain the two... Uh, matchups we have the four entrants in the bracket and then there's actually a specific rule that we want to get out before we begin matt take it away
2: it's pretty simple the playoffs uh it's almost october and there playoffs are upon us myself i'm like okay let's take some 90s movies and as you realize the teams are in their um specific division so for the alcs we got billy haywood's minnesota twins from the little big league versus the Angels from Angels in the Outfield and the NLCS is Henry Rogengardner's Cubs from Rookie of the Year versus Benny the Jet Rodriguez's Dodgers from the Sandlot. So a lot so, of nice wearing up. And to who's, I who's, just what? want to
1: clarify this is not the Sandlot team as adults. This is
2: the Dodgers that he happened to play on at the right, beginning and the end of the week. The Sandlot team as adults would get
0: I mean Ham Porter alone is probably like drug rehab.
2: Look, but you can't build that team
1: chemistry, is all I'm saying. I mean, we well, not,
0: could do s- not from an outpatient facility, that's for sure. So, Matt, I, you might have well, you might have been about to mention this. What is the specific rule with the Angels from Angels in the outfield per their right, own so movie, I must
2: say. To the movie, which is gospel, they Angels don't interfere in playoff games. And also, this is up for debate, which I'm sure it will be debated. But when does Mel Clark die? Like, does he make this series? And I think we all are agreeance that he is not dead yet.
0: Oh, man, but but is he in any condition to actually contribute to a that's, team? Is I guess
2: That's that's the question on the table that we're going to have to talk about, I guess.
0: All right, that'll be interesting. So because there's three of us on the pod... We will debate each matchup and each cast our vote, who we think would win. Uh, and obviously, whoever gets two out of three advances to the next round. But there anything we're missing out on before we begin with the ALCS? Uh,
1: I don't think so. Now, just to clarify again on the uh, uh, Henry Rowan Garner's clubs from Rookie of the Year, is his arm still fucked up or is it not fucked up anymore?
0: It's, a great
1: it's catch- not
2: fucked up, right? It's... Yeah, it's not fucked up. Okay, just making sure we're all on the same page.
0: So if he okay. gets to start, well, we'll get into that. Banners.
2: This, this is October.
0: No one's healthy.
2: I. Look, I know we're all banged up.
0: If you're hundred percent, Angels aren't here. Yeah, Mel tells somebody nobody's a hundred percent. They're like, well, yeah, but you have lung cancer. That's not really the same as like having an injury from the season.
1: Yeah, there's a di- there's a difference in tearing your ACL and smoking three packs a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not much but yeah there is slight difference all right first matchup is geiger medically speaking top. of course we have billy haywood's twins from little big league again the kid manager who is a bit of a savant and a genius verse the uh angels from angels in the outfield without the help per their own movie again uh of al the boss angel played by christopher lloyd geiger since this is your baby i'll turn it over to you first who you like Uh, in this matchup.
2: I mean, if this is Billy Hayward versus God, I mean, we might, you know, go seven here. I don't know. But this is a fucking clean sweep. The Angels were the worst team in baseball before they basically made a deal with the devil, have their dad came back. The dad didn't even come back either. Like, he's basically like, yeah, the Angels won the pennant. I was just kidding, dude. I'm going to go chase ass on this chopper. This chopper ain't going to chase ass by itself. Someone's got to be on it. And it's only a one-person chopper. Mel Clark is... I mean, he's probably doing chemo in between games. That's a great outside-the-line story for Bob Lee, and I guarantee you will get it on Sunday morning, but it's not very good for an ALCS fucking game. You know what I mean? I, how good is he? Can he even give you five quality innings? This is not only the Twins go to the World Series, but I think this is a sweep. They don't even take a fucking game.
0: Yeah, I mean, Mel Clark, again, he would die on the mound. And what kind of quality? Yeah,
2: the main leadership of the
0: Angels is Al.
2: He's gone. No angels. And you got fucking Lou Collins, crafty seasoned vet.
0: I mean, think about this. JP at this point has realized that it can't happen. His dad's not coming back. And like you said, Dermot Moroney, who plays uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's dad in the movie, like you said, he shows up and says, you think that these ripped jeans and leather jacket are going to stick around? No. No. I just put a cigarette out on this lazy boy recliner. That's usually the last thing I do before I go chase another six down the highway. So with him leaving to cash that ticket in Vegas because it was probably plus 800 to have the Angels win the pennant, that money will be blown through in a weekend. And I think the Angels will get – I agree with you. I think they're getting swept here. That Twins team is pissed off after that game against Ken Griffey Jr. and the Mariners. Which, Matt, we can all agree. The most unrealistic thing in a little big league is that that Mariners team had to play in a one-game playoff, that they didn't just clinch their division with how fucking stacked they were. So, Banner, I hate to leave you with no suspense here, but I'm also going to go Billy Haywood and the Minnesota Twins pretty much beating the shit out of this Angels team. Uh, Without the help of God, they would have been 40 games out of a playoff spot, I think. What do you say, as an actual Angels fan?
1: So... I agree. You're not supposed to have angels in the playoffs, but I think there's a loophole. We're looking at probably game two. You're not gonna, you're not gonna start Mel Clark game one, right? Not a, not after that, uh, not after them getting in and starting, right? He's already fucked up. So you're gonna start him game two. Game two. Uh, let's be honest. They're the they're the away team. There's no doubt about it. So game two, top of the fourth, Mel Clark dies on the mound.
0: But doesn't, he's still doesn't on the mound. Bring the team together. He's right. still on the mound.
1: They have something to rally around. Okay. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, you know he's going off. This is his time.
0: I got to say, without an angel picking him up, he was taking some bad routes on some balls in center field.
2: He learned he got, a lot. got Mitchell, the third baseman, that could hit pretty well.
1: Let's see? There you go. Making my argument for me. Not only that, but... Let's take this. What's the one team that the undefeated New England Patriots did not want to see in the Super Bowl? And was that, 07?
0: The Giants.
1: Giants. And you know why? Because they were hot as shit going into the playoffs. You can't tell me a team that was essentially written off at the All-Star break comes all the way back and they're not going to ride that momentum. You can feel that stadium rocking 20,000 miles away.
0: Let me ask you this though: Does God spite the Angels to just prove that He was actually the reason they got in the playoffs?
1: No, no, God, God's above
0: that. <laughs> God's above that. So you are voting uh, for the Angels here? Is that Fuck
1: great? no, the Twins would destroy
2: them. I just got to give them some love. I, I love they, they
1: get at least one. They get at least one
2: game. Come on. I they love whatever st- someone series. Like, what well, was God's will? I just prayed to God. is was like, so are there no Christians on the other team? That makes no fucking sense.
0: No, definitely not. And why is God getting involved in the ALCS? Like, doesn't he have bigger things to worry about?
1: World hunger can wait. Pretty big baseball fan.
0: Also, if God wanted them to win so much, why did he have them lose 79 games in the regular season?
2: It's called drama. You heard of it? How, how fucking much of a boss he is? Cinderella story. He invented it.
0: All right. Well, it looks like in a clean sweep, Billy Haywood's twins from Little Big League move on, and it's not like there's some stack team. But uh, I think this Angels team literally might be like not able to fill the twenty-five man roster. I'm not sure how roster moves work in the playoffs if someone dies. Well, aren't they on the isn't the,
1: isn't it a forty man at that point? You guess. can afford to
0: lose one too. Is there like a dead L that you put him on? <laughs> All right. Uh, Going over to the NLCS, this is a really interesting matchup because one team, to be honest, we don't know anything about the roster construction outside of a guy who's probably just a pinch runner. I'll be honest with you. And that is Henry Rowan Gardner's Cubs from the Rookie of the Year. Again, this is taking place in October, as we said off the top. So his arm is not fucked up. uh, And yet, for some reason, he would still make their playoff roster. Verse, grown up Benny the Jet Rodriguez is Dodgers from the Sandlot, with of course Smalls up in the booth as the play-by-play announcer. Because in this universe, I guess Vince Scully doesn't matter or exist. No, that's kind okay. of interesting. He's probably dead. Uh, in real life. Banner. Well, he's alive in real life. I don't know. Why would he be dead in the movie? If that's fifty years, twenty-five years old. Just, um, just
1: throwing it out there's a spitball and brainstorming here. <laughs>
0: No, well, saying one. I'm right. Banner, this one's tough. Really tough, I think. Who do you like in this matchup? Uh, the Cubs with Henry Rowan Gardner or adult Benny the Jet and the Dodgers?
1: Uh, honestly, I'm going with adult Benny the Jet, Rodriguez's Dodgers because I still don't even understand how that Cubs team made the playoffs when Rowan Gardner, at best, is a closer. You can't win a game – being a, with one difference in your bullpen or a closer, right? So for them to even get there, them making the playoffs is their World Series. The the Dodgers, I mean, let's be honest, it probably has actual athletes on it and not
0: Not children? Yeah, not, not a ch- pitching coach who gets now, locked in a hotel room?
1: I don't think this is a clean sweep. I actually think it goes five because – Rookie of the year, though that Cubs team has Chet fucking Stedman. His arms also
0: be the rocket.
2: The
1: rocket, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think uh, the Dodgers take this. Dodgers, Twins in the World Series. That's realistic.
0: Jesus, just even hearing that said out loud seems weird. <laughs> All right, Geiger, who do you like?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna take Benny the Jets Dodgers in six though, and this is why. In October, you gotta have pitching, and I have no, I have no clue about many of the Jets, <laughs> Dodgers, but I know they probably don't have a guy that literally his arm is hanging on by a piece of duct tape, and a kid that has no arm at all. And I think they're going to win the sixth game because they're going to bring in Rowan Gardner basically as a um, what was that publicity
0: stunt,
1: Trojan.
2: yeah. Tro- and so when they bring in, and you know, it's all about situations. So they bring in Benny the Jet to pinch run at first, and Rowan Gardner tries that, you know, hey, drop the ball, go run, and Benny the Jet steals every fucking base and then wins the game in the ninth.
0: Yeah, I, again, I hate to make this so anticlimactic. I have to agree with both of you. I think the problem with the Cubs is their two best pitchers we see in the movie aren't able to probably give them get the, a single out in this series.
2: They both need surgery, like one of them needs to break his arm again just so he can throw, and the other one literally needs Tommy John, which back in the 90s was decent.
0: Correct. And if you even try to throw Rowan Gardner out there, I mean I, he was pretty much a reliever I feel like most of the movie anyway, even though they made it they never actually said he was a starter, you know? Uh, I think he always came off, I think he always came off the bench which is weird. He never
1: actually like came out of the bullpen.
0: Which is even weirder that they had him hit one time because why would you ever have a reliever bat? It's like... Good cinema. Call the double switch. That's what you do to avoid it. Although I will say this, and I'll probably bring this up again in the championship matchup. I don't think Benny the Jet Rodriguez even gets at bats on this Dodgers team. I think, like Matt said, he's just a pinch runner. The stick that he had, I mean, we all know the guy that, like, rakes in, you know, second or third grade. And then we actually face his real fucking pitching. Like, he was playing against Porter.
2: I know the answer to this, but, I mean, the scale, like, how... Much farther down as the pinch runner than like the reliever.
0: Say pretty far. Yeah. That is
2: true.
0: What's Benny the Jet Rodriguez's defensive position in the big leagues? I mean, obviously he does a little bit of everything in the sandlot.
1: Yeah, I mean he's gotta be a utility guy, right? He can play everything. I'd say probably like a left fielder if he's gonna play like if he's split in time.
0: It's gross. He doesn't help you in left field. You need a bat in left field. He's not giving you that. So oh, I think where else?
1: Where else are you gonna put him?
0: He's got to be like a value. He's got to be like a shortstop, right? If he's gonna be on this team.
1: No way. There's no way he's a shortstop. With that speed, they're not gonna put that speed at shortstop.
0: But you want to stick him in a corner outfield position?
1: Well, he can't catch, so we can't put him in center.
0: Why can't he catch? Look at him. You're confusing me with your logic, which is confused by your tactics, as Dale Dobek would say. All right, well, that moves us on to the championship matchup, which I have to say, kind of uninspiring. But, again, you you can only beat the team in front of you. So to see who will win fictional character fight number two of the best uh, fictional baseball team, we have Billy Haywood's Twins. From Little Big League, and the Henry Rowan Gardner-led Chicago Cubs, Trump. Yep, Matt, let's go to you first. Who do you like in this matchup? I think you're on mute, sorry. I accidentally muted you. Okay, I'm back. Seven games,
2: Dodgers. Because this wow. is what happened. I'm pretty cheesy. sure... Billy Haywood's mom is going to find out she's pregnant. Of course, Lou's the dad. But then Lou kind of is like, listen, this has gotten way too out of hand, way too fast. And I, you know, I, I don't think that's my kid. And he basically just kind of <clears throat> doesn't want anything to do with it. So Billy benches him at the World Series. And then like, Minnesota burns to the ground. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think that's my kid. What like if you had to make a sequel, what a plot twist that would be like the grandpa I don't
2: know I don't
0: even know it's kind of amazing if you think about like all the 90s franchises we love like Homeward Bound got a shitty sequel like why did this not get, I guess some of the sports movies they really gave another crack at except Mighty Ducks
2: Little Big League would have been interesting but it it did come to a, a good end so
0: yeah that's true, which is really all that matters although maybe I'm biased because again it had the Seattle Mariners I'm doing. I'm we doing Dodger. Dodger seven. I like it.
2: We need the Jet is MVP for. Each. Really?
0: Does he? Does he steal home in the championships? What I have to ask.
2: He steals home four times. That's the only way. Ever, there's people batting over like four fifty. So.
0: That's a kid I remember, like watching him steal home at the end of that movie, and I'm like, yeah, that's that should happen like every game if you're fast. Yeah.
2: Why doesn't
1: everybody
0: steal home? Yeah. It's totally a part of this sport. All right, Banner. Dodgers up uh, one nothing, and the only thing that matters are votes. Who do you like? Do you like them or Billy Haywood's twins?
1: So what I worry about is, is the leadership on the twins, okay? Um, really, the Dodgers just have kept everything close to their chest. What happens in their clubhouse stays in their clubhouse. Nothing has gotten out. In the twins' locker room, we obviously know that Haywood's mom is fucking what's-his-face. And that's just, yeah, that's just, that's just bad, bad PR, right? Because now you got the media saying, well, it's the only reason he's playing is because he's fucking his mom. Probably.
2: And he's an all-star, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, mainly the yeah, mom. but
1: mainly thing. mainly the mom thing, okay? Uh, I just worry about his leadership. And also, I mean, playoff games are late. Can he stay up that late, continue that energy? I mean, he's young. He's like
2: 12. You could also say that Billy's dad was never really dead, and he comes back, and Billy starts him at first base, and he bats like .018. <laughs> <With 10
0: laughs> who's errors. the old guy? Who, who's the DH that they cut? He goes, Billy, I just need some bats. So, Jerry Parker. I yeah, think, like I think that's actually
1: coach. the sequel in Big Little League where Haywood is actually the player, and the twins come to coach him.
0: Well, plot twist.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going with the Dodgers in this one as well. Again, I hate the anticlimactic, but you got one that I'm just going to assume are actual athletes and the other one are actors. The athletes are going to beat the actors. Sorry. Wow. But (laughs) I will say this. I think Benny the Jet sees the field twice in the entire series. It goes late. I think it goes six or seven.
0: Non-factor, though?
1: Non-factor. All
0: right. Well, again – not the most climactic fictional character fight you could have dreamt up but officially benny the jet rodriguez Dodgers done woods twins in this matchup uh first off a few things i think jim bowers out of the bullpen can give the dodgers some serious trouble he can fuck with them he's really good at word problems with math kind of so if that ever comes up in any scenario in the playoffs, which it could, it's October, it crazy things happen, uh, they're good there. I think Lou Collins gets hot at the right time. I think Mac on the bench, he has a really good scouting report on Benny the Jet Rodriguez. He says, all this guy is is fast, and he has a mustache. So that's really all you need to know. And I think John Blackout Gatling saves all four games for the Twins. Mainly because Billy's scared to take him out. <laughs> The only thing I'm worried about is Billy Haywood and the Los Angeles nightlife. We already saw how he was tempted by night nurses from Jersey at the hotel on the road. This kid in Los Angeles, I mean, Skid Row is there. It's Hollywood. It's, I He's probably lived there, too. Everything's shot in L.A., even porn. Exactly. I'm worried that Billy Haywood might just go missing. Or at, at that point, he'll probably exclusively go by Bill Haywood.
2: Barrett Robbins style. Nice.
0: Exactly. Night before the Super Bowl. <laughs> God, that's a crazy fucking story. We'll have to talk about that off pod. But, yeah, and if Billy Haywood goes missing, I mean, this this Twins team kind of loses their magic sauce. But I think we can have him show up for at least four games and manage this team to a victory. But, uh, alas, in the fictional characters' fights, it is not enough to help them defeat Benny the Jet Rodriguez's Dodgers from the Sandlot, who we are crowning the champion of fictional character fights to... Sports movies, best baseball teams. Let's get some final thoughts. Geiger, we'll go to you first. I think it's not surprising, but also a little bit disappointing, that a team that we know absolutely nothing about is the best of these four. But when you actually break down the rosters, uh, think, even if they're just a below-average Major League team, they probably kick the shit out of any of these other teams.
2: And Yeah, I think that's the problem we have with these 90s movies, but we also love them as like, okay, this team goes to the World Series. you got a first baseman that can't catch, a third baseman that's afraid of the ball, a catcher that can't get it back to... Like, just a bunch of stupid shit. Like, this has never happened in the pros.
0: Yeah. And it's always at, like, the major league level, right? It's not like we're dealing with, like, a little league team in these situations. Like It would never get to that point. It's a little bit crazy. Banner, what do you think? Final thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is a situation where less is more. I mean, the less we knew about the Dodgers team, the more we believed in them. We knew a lot about that Angels team. We knew a lot about that Cubs team and even more about that Twins team. And I think that 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 hurt them. We just we knew too much fucking media.
0: I think just imagining that this Dodgers team is even remotely competent makes us feel like, yeah, they would probably just destroy any of the other teams on this team. So congratulations to adult <laughs> Benny the Jet Rodriguez. I also The thing that we're all least surprised by is that when he is a full-grown adult, Benny the Jet Rodriguez is rocking up one-star mustache. I mean, we all saw that coming. He's week, somewhere so, right, right now
2: looking up at us, it, giving us a thumbs up.
0: <laughs> I just still can't get over that Smalls replaces Vince Scully, and they just want us to act like that didn't happen. Like, just let it go, guys. No, that's, that's a big fuck. It's not that Joe big. Buck. Joe Buck is rolling over in his grave. All right. The second part of our show is our protein shake, where we go around and talk about what is in our cup, also known as what have we watched lately. Now, I'm going to be very honest with our listeners. I have to go take a piss. So I'll let each of you guys say one thing in your cup or two things or whatever you want to say first, and then I will come back. Matt, why don't we start with you? What have you seen recently?
2: Okay. Thanks, Jeff. Um... I'll save that one because Jeff will probably want to talk about it. I watched um, – if any of you have Vice, I watched uh, The Plane Ride from Hell. They have really good w- WWE – well, not WWE, but wrestling documentaries. But they're That's not – Bless you! That they're not hilarious. in con- contrast with uh, the WWE. It's called Dark Side of the Ring. There's a bunch of them. But the new one is The Plane Ride from Hell. And the reason this is getting so much publicity is because cancel culture is basically canceling Ric Flair, who um, apparently showed himself to a flight attendant, did the helicopter, we all know what that is, and tried to grope her. Can you explain and now, to
1: me I'm sure that is?
2: Right. And this was, she's not one that's blowing the whistle now or anything. This was settled in court back then and stuff. But, you know, different time. People obviously in the wrestling world knew about this. Like I heard the story a million times. But since it's on Vice now and everyone's talking about it with Twitter and everything, like Ric Flair was supposed to make a bunch of appearances this week, everything's been canceled. He's had a couple uh, commercials on, and that's been canceled. So, if it's something you want to watch, so Banner just to give you a little background on it, it's a very interesting story. But in wrestling once a year, they go overseas for an overseas trip for a month, and they wrestle, you know, Germany, uh, Ireland, all over, all over Europe. So on the way back, it's basically like the last day of school. Because when you get back, you get like a week off. And they had their own charter plane with three booze, And of course, they had their own painkillers and everything like that. So not only was the Ric Flair thing, um, the biggest story I've ever heard was Mr. Perfect and Brock Lesnar did a real fight, like wrestling style. And almost like they thought Brock was going to open the fucking cabin door. (laughs) Which they said was impossible, but I i show you brock lesnar and be like dude if anyone could open that thing and throw someone through it it would probably be brock lesnar
1: i'm pretty sure those things are made to open in case of emergency right but they're supposed to be but not
2: when you're in I
0: don't...
2: yeah unless you unless you actually try to open it and a bunch of the wrestlers were pilled up like some of the guys were so passed out that they got haircuts and they had to Take a leave of absence for a while because their character likes hair was all fucked up and it was just a huge fucking deal. It's a very cool story if you want to listen to it. But anyway, Ric Flair is getting cancelled from it because of sexual assault, which, you know, he actually did. They settled out of court. But it begs the question, like you know, throw this out there. I'm not for sexual assault or anything like that, but the story was already out there when it happened in like 2005. And now just basically this documentary just did a documentary on it, like I I it's it's weird it's like well what why didn't you care about it back then and now you care well it's because I watched it on tv I'm like well I'm like but this story has been around they sold it out of court and everything it's it brings up a very weird bag of worms that a lot of people are talking about right now because I love Rick Ric Flair but yeah he did do this too
0: I think with the, a lot of this stuff it's like wrestling fans probably knew about it and if they were okay oh, with yeah, it I like knew. yeah so then when like it becomes part of the you know public consciousness then they want to weigh in on it i'll still say that doesn't sound as crazy as some spirit airline flights i've been on
2: absolutely yeah yeah like 6 a.m on the way to spokane um but (laughs) i will say i don't have a problem with them bringing this up as long as they bring up some other wrestling stories that they got fucking wrong like when crispin wobb murdered his whole family Mm -hmm. they blamed steroids when it was clearly cte but they won't
0: bring it up. i I forgot about that that's another dark
2: pattern ring that would You guys should watch too is a two part of Crispin Wall. It makes you feel really weird and eerie.
0: What is that one on? Vice. Vice. Okay.
2: Vice has a bunch of Dark Side of the Rings that Jeff you would fucking love. Like this isn't connected to WWE at all, so it gets it's the fucking truth on a bunch of this stuff and it's very See
0: that's what I want with my sports stories. Like that's why as much as we love The Last Dance, they were in bed with Jordan in the making of it, yeah. and I want I want the one that doesn't have a, a dog in the fight, you know? This Tony. is
2: almost the other side of the coin on a lot of this stuff. They're very interesting, and Vice runs, and this is season three of it, so, I mean, they've done the Owen Hart fall that, you know, he died and you know, a bunch of stuff. Very interesting. Right.
0: So is each episode? and I'm sorry, you might have said this when I was out. Is each episode a different wrestling story, or do they kind of tell chronologically? Okay. Uh,
2: no, not chronologically at all. They basically, they basically just look at Twitter and the ones they get the most of, they do.
0: Pretty That's much. That's kind of badass. Like,
2: of the Ultimate Warrior. There's a bunch of very interesting ones.
0: I will definitely check that out. All right, Ben, what's in your cup? What have you seen lately? Um. Uh, Sorry, i know sorry. you're sneezing like a yeah, motherfucker right now i just now.
1: sneezed about 30 fucking times so. yeah a little bit
0: Soft uh
1: hand. yeah uh i watched as we know i finished my star wars cough uh not cough sorry let's start over
0: rewind i'm not gonna edit this so uh, yeah uh
1: so we know i i finished my star wars quest so i started an mcu quest watching that uh in release order And I believe I was through phase one the last time that we uh, did a protein shake. I am now on Endgame, about halfway through that. I must say, it's been like a week and a half, guys. It's not that impressive. Uh, I will say, watching it in chronological order is really disappointing.
0: Chronological of release, or how the stories go? I'm
1: sorry, of release. Watching it in release order, not chronological. I fucked up there. The sneezes have my brain all become you
2: said, you, said, you said it weird, but I understood that you were doing it when they came out.
1: Yeah, uh, I am watching it in release order, starting with Iron Man and uh, going all the way through uh, the shows. So I'm on Endgame, and I must say, after Infinity War, going from Infinity War to Ant-Man and the Wasp is one of the biggest letdowns mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> And then follow Ant-Man and the Lost, which is fine. I mean, it's not But the it's greatest. very
0: essential to Endgame. In
1: the it way. is very essential. Like, it is an extremely important movie, but as a movie in itself, like, it's fine. It doesn't tick the needle either way. But then you go into Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. Brie Larson's fucking terrible. And watch it again. Tell me, when was the last time you watched Captain Marvel?
0: It probably hasn't been since it was I, I saw it in theaters, to okay. be honest
1: Go back and watch it, and then we can have this debate, and you will lose that she's not good in it
0: Is Jude Law still fun in it?
1: Oh yeah, Jude, Jude Law is great. Honestly, everybody else is pretty good She's just not that good She brings a lot of scenes down that she's in Unfortunately, she's in a lot of scenes Interesting Sorry yeah. about that it's all right. I got another sneeze attack coming on, so I'm going to pass it back
0: off. Okay, I'll say, uh, I have four things I want to talk about, but I'll say three of them relatively quick because they are Marvel-related. I watched uh, on Disney+, Plus the uh, Marvel Studios assembled the making of Loki. Uh, Marvel Studios puts out a making of all their uh, Disney Plus live-action series, so it's kind of fun to go back and revisit them. And obviously, I'm a little bit behind on this one, but there are a few notes I had that I want to talk about. First off, it's Owen Wilson has a bit in the beginning where he jokes about how he turned down all of the Marvel roles before he finally accepted this one. And he does it in his like deadpan humor. He's like, well, they called me for Iron Man. And I was like, I don't even know what. What is he like? Where's a trash can? No. They called me for Thor. And I said, I'm too good looking for that. So try me again. (laughs) They called me for Nick Fury. And I said, I'm that's Sam Jackson. I'm not going to mess with why would you recast him? Is what he said. Like they were trying to recast <laughs> Snake Fury. And he's like, and then finally they called me about Mobius, and I was like, about time. I've been sitting by the phone waiting for this one, like hoping you'd get to it, which I just thought was really funny. Um, and Matt, I just think you'll love this. So, Matt, obviously, if you haven't listened to the pod religiously, he has a bit of a feud with the UK. Um, and there was one quote. So, Kate Heron, the showrunner for this, she's from the UK but apparently it's not a fan of her own country because there is a place uh, towards the end of the series. And if you haven't seen it, this isn't a spoiler, but it's called The Void. And it's kind of like this place where things from different timelines, when they get like sucked up or evaporated, they go there. It's like a garbage disposal basically for all the timelines. It's the landfill gonna... of timelines. Correct. So I'm gonna read this quote from Kate Heron about when she pitched the concept of The Void to Marvel Studios. and I'm gonna read it in a British accent. when I pitched the idea of the void it was this desolate barren place where everyone sends their rubbish as we showed up the first day to film on set I thought oh my god I pitched England (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny I was like talking shit about her own country I thought oh my god I pitched England so that's all I'll say about that all these are fun to watch they're like an hour long and this one's actually cool because Tom Hiddleston narrates it which is uh, sort of a unique wrinkle they haven't had in a lot of these. Uh, Banner, are you caught up on What If?
1: I have not watched the episode that dropped today, but uh, which I believe is the Thor is an Only Child. Uh, yeah. I have not watched that one, but I've watched uh, all the other ones. The Killmonger one, Zombies, etc.
0: Okay, let's talk the Killmonger one real quick, and then I'll save the Thor one for after you've seen it. Okay, so... For those of you who don't know, um, What If is basically this animated series that Marvel Studios has on Disney+, Plus, where they get pretty much all of the voice cast to return pretty impressively, and they play out an event in the MCU if something different would have happened. So this most recent one, uh, not the most recent one, but the one before that, What If Killmonger rescued Tony Stark, which has Michael B. Jordan returning to voice his character along with Chadwick Boseman before he passed away. And when Tony Stark is in the desert in Afghanistan and his Humvee gets attacked, instead of getting abducted by the Ten Rings, Eric Killmonger from Black Panther shows up and kills a bunch of people and saves him. So it basically plays out the MCU if that event were to take place. And I won't spoil much of it, but, Boehner, I loved this episode. It was really dark. I think this would make an awesome movie. But my one issue is with all of these what-ifs the last scene of it always ends on a cliffhanger that I think is more interesting than anything they gave us in the episode.
1: So I've, I have, that has been my biggest uh, issue as well, other than with the doctor strange one, uh, which if you check out a 15 minute Marvel on Patreon, uh, Ethan, we talked to him uh, about this episode, the doctor strange episode. uh, They didn't earn what the whole episode was premised on, in my opinion, in the original movie, and they mm-hmm. didn't go back and kind of retroactively make that work. Um, so I had a problem with that. But, yeah, I, I wonder if they're setting this up for a, another season, where, which is going to be extremely difficult to follow. But they go, okay, episode one, Captain Marvel. What if this ends on a cliffhanger? Season two, episode one now goes off of that. Then et cetera and et cetera, et cetera, down the line. I think yeah. that's the only thing that kind of would make sense. Or they leave them all in cliffhangers, see what we like the most. Uh, the T'Challa as Star-Lord, this Killmonger one. I'm going to assume if Thor was an only child just because that was one of the ones I was super excited about whenever they uh, dropped the show or announced it. And they expand on those. I don't know. I may be yeah, wrong. That the, zom- has- the zombies will- one, that one they need to do more on.
0: I won't spoil the Thorn, but it ends with an equally huge cliffhanger. Kind of like all the all the others do.
1: That's uh, disappointing and exciting all at the same time.
0: By the way, Natalie Portman, really good voice actor. I hadn't heard her ever in anything.
1: I mean, she can't get any worse than a regular actor. She is.
0: Uh, I had one other thing, but I want to talk about it at the end with Geiger, because I think he'll really like it. So I'm done for now till we get to that. Matt, you got anything else?
2: Yeah, I got two more just real quick. I watched the VMAs. Did anyone else watch it? Probably not.
0: I saw a few performances from it, but I didn't actually. it.
2: I didn't mind it, man. There were some good performances. Obviously, some of the music isn't for me, um, which is fine. Uh, but boot Fighters mm-hmm. did fantastic. I'm a big Machine Gun Kelly fan. You fucking. Uh,
0: <laughs> His kind of coffee, and state were kind of the highlight of the night.
2: Yeah, uh, he got a fight with Conor McGregor, apparently. And then uh, Megan Fox and I didn't know Travis. You mean Walker Conor McGregor,
1: McGregor threw a drink at him and that was the end of it.
2: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that was
1: very anticlimactic.
2: Um, and then, of course, I love reading the Internet comments on who would win that fight, which is actually Conor does have one leg right now. So maybe you could
0: maybe. No, I don't uh, wouldn't. <laughs>
2: but he's like a train killer, even though he lost a couple fights. Doesn't matter. But Machine other that.
1: trained killers
2: we yeah
1: have to
2: remember that <laughs> i i loved his performance thought it was absolutely fucking fantastic as you probably know all three of us probably everyone on this pod is a huge blink 182 fan so travis barker on there and i've always liked his rap um i didn't think you know it was top 10 people going right now by any means or anything like that but man his punk is fucking legit like i've listened to say
0: he's like, transitioned pretty well i gotta say yeah
2: and he wrote, I think he writes all of his own songs, too. I've listened to Tickets to My Downfall, that whole album, probably four times this month. Every song's fantastic. It's really fucking good. So uh, I enjoyed that. And then the other thing I watched, the, the four fucking part series of Once Upon a Time in Queens. About the 86 Mets. Sorry, the 83 to 86 Mets.
0: I do not even is- know the thing.
2: Oh, it's been really? on my radar. It's been on my radar, but I haven't, I haven't gotten a chance. What's to this
0: on? ESPN is thirty for thirty, dog. Really? Is one of these the teams that beat the Red Sox in the Buckner play?
2: Yes, that's the '86 Mets. Which, okay. basically, you've already seen all this in the uh, Doc Good and Daryl Strawberry doc they did, which I thought was really good. Those are the only two guys I care about on this team. Um, right. I'm not from Queens, so, you know, I can admit that Keith Hernandez was a subpar player. I mean, he's fine. Cardinals fan. He a, he's on that World Series team, but I, I don't get why he's got New York. This is, uh, it was interesting. It didn't need to be four fucking parts. Just give me the 86 thing. Um, they acted like this team was a dynasty, and really they just won a series because Boston kind of fucked it up. Um, the only interesting kind of? Part... What? I said, kind of. Oh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they had it won. The only interesting part is, apparently, like, everyone on this team was on Coke, and what I mean by this is, like, they'd be doing Coke till 4 a.m. and then play a day game.
1: Geiger, it was the late 80s. Every team was doing Coke till 4 in the morning and then play a day game. I think
0: the they would drug test you in the 80s, and if you weren't on Coke, they would suspend you.
2: What What's interesting, though, man, is that it's shifted so much in like five years from when everyone was on Coke to everyone eating extremely clean, working out and taking steroids.
0: It's just somehow a bigger problem,
2: but I mean, what was, uh, so the last dance was a 10 part series. That's about the bulls and the dynasty. The 86 Mets is a four part, four hour series. I could name you 10 other things. I'd rather see you have like more
1: parts than you have years. They were playing.
2: They only fucking won in 86. Like, that's the only time they fucking won. And I, I I don't understand this. The only thing I will say is that, dude, Keith Hernandez loves himself. And all nice. these guys love himself. And as not a person from New York or anything like that, I will say that I like the Yankees better because they act like they've been there. Like, this 86 Mets team, like act yeah, they have. They, they're acting like the 56 Yankees or something.
0: Like, it's really weird. Do they get uh, Gooden and or Strawberry in this? Or is it mainly just the guys that like, want to put on in it? Really?
2: It's them, Keith Hernandez, um, uh, Lenny Dykstra, who needs help. Like, he's not doing too well. You can yeah. tell.
0: Who's the he's pitcher? Ron Darling, is he in it? Ron Darling's in it, yeah. Who is that team? And they have a
2: fine team, man, but they just... I mean, you won one World Series, which is hard to do. You know, it's a Butner play. But they're, like, acting like he's like, yeah, we were New York. I'm like, dude, New York is always going to be. Yeah, right. Like, I
0: wouldn't I,
2: I wasn't even live then, so maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, like, Keith Hernandez basically acted like, yeah, we're, like, he was Joe DiMaggio the whole time. Like, please. Like, come on, fuck it. Almost. And, Jeff, you'll love it because the whole time they're asking him, he's, like, in his condo in Miami or wherever he's at now. And he has, like, eight cats. So his cat will just come up on the counter and he'll be petting it when he's like, Yeah, so we were doing blow after the game and everything. It was like, dude, can you get your cat out of take this seriously for like a second? You got <laughs>
0: yeah. it. what the fuck? If I'm the producer, I'm like, Are you serious, bro? Like, you are gonna pet your Cheshire while we're asking you about this?
2: And this is a, a time for a different day, these 30 the years are getting out of control. Because some of these happened in our time frame, and I'm like, okay. This is like the biggest thing in sports history. Check it out yeah so
0: so the 30 30s, for 30s were supposed to be 30 films for the past 30 years yeah. i'm pretty sure we're like way past 30 right
2: yeah because once his name came up with it then he left espn can't remember his fucking name
0: uh bill simmons yeah so i i hate by the way what was that one called something in, about queens
2: uh once upon a time in queens because once upon a time in whatever hasn't been over fucking used a million times yeah for real
0: Even can put into your team I was like dude relax right, i'll have to check that out <laughs> i'm interested if nothing else to hate watch it and make fun of the mets all right brian what else you got
1: uh only thing i got it's uh the summer so obviously i've been locked into big brother uh horns you caught up
0: I am one episode behind, which I plan to fix right after we get off the pod here.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's an addiction. I have a problem. First first step is admitting it. Second step is saying, I don't give a fuck. I like it. <laughs> Second um,
0: step is keep doing it. Keep doing okay. it.
1: Uh, obviously, we know history is going to be made. Um, more importantly, regardless of the whole race thing, which if you're a Big Brother fan, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, you really don't give a fuck a.k.a. Geiger. Um, I'm just impressed that you have a group of six that day one said they were going to make an alliance, and they kept it until there was only six. I don't think that's ever been happening
0: before. Yeah, I mean, they had the only thing keeping them together that would last through this show.
1: Right. And I think the biggest thing, which I don't know how it's taken 23 seasons to figure this out, but the only way is, hey, we're an alliance, but play your own game. Just protect these people. And I think that was the biggest thing is that you don't have to play the politics within that alliance. You literally just have to protect that person. You're playing the politics of your own game.
0: Well, there Until were people in that alliance that did and still do actively hate other people in the alliance. A
1: hundred percent. A hundred percent. There are people that there are people in that alliance that shouldn't have made it past day two and they're still in it at Final Six. That's yeah. insane to me. And there are people in that final 6 group that should have gone because they're too fucking good and they're going to win that they had several opportunities to get rid of and they didn't. So, I'm I'm impressed by that. I enjoy I've been enjoying the season and and that's it. That'll finish up this week and I'll be able to get back to, you know, normal watching stuff like been watching cartoons or something.
0: Yeah, I love the show, but it is like when it gets towards the end of the summer, I'm like, "Okay, there's a lot of other shit that I want to see."
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's exhausting.
0: Yeah. Uh, Banner, one thing in this kind of backtracking, the uh, your Marvel quest, I saw today that Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is coming to Disney Plus on November 12th for Disney free. Disney
1: Plus Day. Yes, I'm excited okay. about that. Sweet. I was about to, I, we were thinking about going to see it this weekend and I said, I can wait a couple months, fuck that.
0: Yeah. So we'll have to do like a little mini review when you get to watch it. You got anything else or can I get to my last one? No
1: what's your last one
0: let's do it all right my last one is a movie that i already told matt about uh, last time i saw him but he would love it it was the movie from last year starring russell crowe called unhinged about him, him getting like insane road rage uh behind the yeah. wheel and just he
2: was telling me i should watch
0: it <laughs> yeah he just goes absolutely fucking crazy it's a uh, fat russell crow it's an hour and 28 minutes including credits <laughs> And uh, we don't fuck around. We get right into it. That's
1: how I like my Russell Crowe.
0: So the movie starts with Russell Crowe. I won't, like, spoil what happens, but he freaks out on someone. And then it cuts to, like, the next day. And he's doing that thing where, like, when a guy wants to get in a fight, you know, he's just kind of, like, looking for someone to say shit to him. And a light turns green and he just doesn't go. And this woman is late to work or whatever, and she fucking lays on her horn. And drives around him, even though he never goes. And he Matt, my favorite part is this. He pulls up next to her at the next light, and he rolls his window down and goes, maybe you could have given me a courtesy honk. (laughs) And the movie is off and running from there. And uh, he's fat Russell Crowe, and he's angry, and he's going absolutely crazy. And it's 100 miles an hour the whole time. There's no plot. There doesn't need to be. And at the end of the movie, he's still fat. So
2: Russell Crowe gets angry is the plot
0: basically yeah russell crowe freaks out across town and i think they're in like detroit or something which i thought was just kind of an interesting setting for this movie uh, I mean, it's but I,
2: chicago or boston so
0: right i, I highly get, like, recommend unhinged it's not quality cinema by any stretch of the imagination like if you i don't know I don't, what, what kind of film you thought it would be but it's on my list of movies all time because we're going to get to this and do even lift bro it's 483 out of 1090 but it's just like a trashy film that I found to be a lot of fun and man I think you would be smiling the whole time
2: we might we might talk about it again on our top 100 list here in a second think on like it oh we're not to the top
0: 20 yet you know oh yeah, that's true so, Unhinged with Russell Crowe came out. I mean, if you see the trailer, like, it's exactly the bill of goods you think it is, which I always appreciate movies that do that. Like, just tell me what you are, and let's get in and get out. Anything else for you guys? No. Awesome. That brings us to the last part of our show. Banner's been sneezing, so I don't know if he can...
2: You <coughs> Oh, God.
0: The, the bird has allergies. <laughs> That noise brings us to our Do You Even Lift Bra, our question and answer segment, and most likely over the course of the next several months to a year, uh, we will continue this countdown. We just celebrated our five-year anniversary as a pod on September 21st, so if you go back to episode 160, uh, every member of the podcast was on. It was a special event, and we began by counting down our top 100 movies of all time. Now, I think I'm going to actually post a squad blog that I will continue to update With these films um, to let people know where we're at. Yeah, but uh, I won't read them back, but we are two numbers 95, 94 and 93 today. So each of us will count down the next three in our films. And I'll just give you the people at home a taste of uh, the last movie we counted off. So for Banner, his number 96 film of all time in his life was the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk from 2008. And Geiger's, which had great meaning. Again, this is not the AFI's 100 list. This is our 100 movies, and most of these have stories behind their inclusion. Geiger's was Rambo First Blood, which I recommend going back and listening to that episode, if for no other reason than to see why college Matt Geiger fell in love with this movie and the setting in which he saw it for the first time. (laughs) Very unique. So we'll do uh, three more today to keep the countdown going. Matt, we'll start with you. What is your number 95 movie of all time?
2: I don't have to talk about this one much because we've already talked about it. But it's a Little Big League, I fucking love this movie. Oh, great, uh, it's it's, right. it's like my favorite like nineties nineties baseball movie. Like with, it's probably my favorite movie with kids in it. And I think that's even more the Mighty Ducks, just because. I mean, you get Griffy in it, dude. I mean, what's more nineties? You get Griffy and Randy Johnson at the end. You get a lot of. I mean, you get Pudge in it. You get a lot of big stars. Lou And and this could I mean, this was actually kind of realistic because a kid could coach, but a kid couldn't play third. And um, I don't know, man, I just I just fucking dug it. It was the twins. I've been to that stadium when I was a kid. And good flick. Like like I said, we already kind of touched on it, though.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy, like that 90s kids in sports movies was like almost a whole genre in and of itself. Oh, yeah, and you could argue this one might be one of the more realistic even though like on surface level you're like what? No, a kid managing the twins. But yeah, he's just a smart kid that knows baseball. He's not like doing anything that and his grandpa owned the team. So
2: I mean, it makes just... sense his grandpa's going to give him the team because his grandpa kind of died. I guess semi young, so he would have got the team at 20. I mean, uh so it, the story makes sense as much as the story can.
1: You can buy it. A lot of those movies you can't buy the backstory you're just like asked to accept it this one you can 100% buy the backstory you're like all right it's probable probably not but i can i can buy it
0: yeah for sure all right banner what is your number 95 movie of all time
1: number 95 is i'm going to pop our cherry here guys star wars the phantom menace love it could is there a more fun star wars movie
0: no i don't think so dude i love this.
1: i mean is it a good movie not no it's not but it is so much fun another big reason that really hikes this up on my list of movies is this is the first star wars movie that i saw on the big screen for the first time Yep. and that is huge for our generation we have our, our parents' generation who they got to see the original trilogy on the big screen. So obviously A New Hope, Empire, Return, those all hold a special place in the heart where I think the prequel trilogy is that place in our heart. We know they're not as good of movies. I don't think any of us will admit that or, or try and admit or try and say that these are better movies. But my God, is this movie so much fun. The pod racing scene You got Jar Jar, which I loved as a kid, hated as, like, a teenager, early 20s. I'm back to loving him. He's great. I'm back to loving him. Uh, Is there anything that speaks of a movie more
2: than that?
0: The Fates? It fucks pretty hard.
1: Okay. And...
2: Because he didn't talk. You
1: can... Fight me any day, any place, any time, anywhere, any of the anys that I can possibly say. That lightsaber fight scene is the best in the entire franchise.
0: Mhm.
1: Yep. And I don't even really think it's close.
0: Doesn't have the most meaning, but as far as an actual fight, yeah, you're right. It's way better than even the second best one. Doesn't
1: doesn't Anybody have to have a meaning. It's right just good. It's just great choreography.
0: What would even the second best one be like? Snoke's throne room, maybe
1: maybe i i've always i honestly kind of like rise of skywalker when they use like the doppelganger thing and she throws the lightsaber and kylo ren catches it like through kind like of cool. a portal or whatever then fucks up the knights of ren i think that's pretty cool but um i don't know it's not that close, so I've never really thought
0: about it. I just looked at where episode one was on my list and I'm ashamed at how far down it is. But as the years have gone on, I this movie I just fucking love. Uh, and I think Geiger always brings up one of the coolest movie posters I've ever seen where young Jake Lloyd is like in the desert and his shadow is Vader's silhouette.
1: I've got a tattoo of that on my
2: back spot on, it's really cool.
0: Yeah. Nice man. I'd pop that. All right, my number 95 movie is uh, one that I saw pretty recently. It's a few years old, but you guys might not have ever heard of it. But it's a 2014 film called A Long Way Down. And it stars Pierce Brosnan, Imogen Pooks, Tony Collette, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad, um, a few other people, Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. And the premise of it, this was a movie that just stuck with me afterwards. I completely fell in love with it after I watched it. But it's four people meet at this New Year's Eve party. It's like a... It's a dark comedy with some serious undertones. And they meet at this party because... They're all having like a rough year and a rough New Year's Eve. And they all go up on the roof planning to jump off and kill themselves. Jesus. So the debate starts like... No, man. Like, that's my plan tonight. Like, don't fuck with it. Like, this is my roof. I was here first. And they actually end up forming like a friendship. And it follows them like over the course of the next year. How they kind of like help each other through some of their issues um and how their relationship sort of evolves and i just something about the characters and all of it just felt so genuine to me and it was just a movie that i was like this is just a really fucking good movie and as i started to put my list together not enough things were able to beat it to crack my uh top 95 so a long way down i highly recommend watching it from 2014 is my number 95 movie And we'll just go snake draft. My number 94, I don't think uh, any of you guys will argue with. And I'm sure someone on the pod will have this pop up in the top 100. But to me, it's the comedic classic. The 2005 film Waiting with Ryan Reynolds, Justin Wall, uh, Anna Faris, Dane Cook in a brief role as well. Um, I have actually never worked in the service industry, but I still appreciate how fucking hilarious this movie is. And I'm sure anyone that has worked in the service industry, Matt, have you?
2: Yes, I was bartender. Oh, that's and it's right. Yeah, you're a bartender.
0: Spot, you know, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and everyone probably has a favorite line. There's the penis showing game that's hilarious. There's Ryan Reynolds' sarcasm with the customers. But for me, I think my favorite line is the kid who's been training. Like the, I think first off, like the. Uh, like narrative concept of like the whole movie is told through the eyes of the kid who it's his first day and he's training at the restaurant is pretty genius. Um, but at the very end, when they go to the after party after their shift, and he points to Dane Cook and says, and you, you're the biggest piece of shit here. And he's like, I didn't even talk to you all day. What's your problem with me? <laughs> it's just pretty hilarious. Dane? Yeah, Dane Cook, uh, in his prime. I was
1: going to say, that's that's Dane Cook in his heyday.
0: Actually, maybe even like... No, that probably was his prime. 05, right? When did Vicious Circle come out around that time? Yeah, was Vicious right. Circle
2: came out later, I think. This is like after his first stand-up, and people are like, damn, is this guy?
0: Yeah. So, uh, again, I think this will probably pop up on someone else's list, but Waiting, to me, it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen, and my list... As I went back, it's loaded full of comedies, guys. Like that's probably represented more than it's probably twenty percent comedy movies, maybe a little bit more. It's a good spread. Banner, what's your number ninety four? I'm sorry, I said that was ninety five. That was ninety four for me. So what's your number ninety? Right.
1: Ninety four. This is good movie, good music, uh, and biggest attribute is I've had to watch this movie about a hundred and fifty thousand times, and I and I don't hate it. And I think that speaks all volumes to it. And that's Moana, the uh, Disney animated. I don't think it's old enough to say classic yet, but it will be. Um, don't at me. I think the music is better than Frozen. They both came out I
0: roughly the agree.
1: same time. Uh, Lady I hate the crab Miranda. song.
0: I hate the crab song, but. Yeah,
1: that is- one's not great. Shining. Sure. I don't like that. I think. You're welcome. Uh, How Far I'll Go is great. The Rock's rap is good. How Far I'll Go is just... I mean, it's... They're just... It's awesome. I think the movie itself is really, really good. I think it's... uh, Like I said, I've had to watch this a million fucking times. My daughter got hooked on this about a year ago. I don't know that there... There was probably a week straight where nothing except this movie played on our TV. Um, That was obviously when COVID was going on, and... We just needed something to keep her entertained so we can work. This is that movie. I don't hate it. It's it's still a good movie. And kind of like you, Jeff, as I was putting this list together, I just I just liked it a little bit, just a little bit more than every other movie.
0: Mm-hmm. I think visually it looks incredible too. Like this, the manta ray underneath the water that glows like blew my fucking mind the first time I saw it.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And I don't I think know. The story I don't know where-
1: of the uh, the girl that plays Moana, uh, her name escapes me as usual, but the way that she got the role literally was a dare from her best friend. Mm-hmm. She wasn't in drama classes. She wasn't anything. They had auditions in Hawaii, and her friend's like, I dare you to go. Let's go. They went, and she got the part.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know where Matt is at these days with The Rock, but uh, he might either be game for this movie or just kind of roll his eyes that The Rock is singing and doing an animated film.
2: Rock, uh, it's fine.
0: <laughs> not hurting anybody.
2: He's not. He's not Cena to me, where I absolutely can't stand him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fair point, Banner. I'm interested to see uh, how many Pixar movies you have in your top 100 there so
1: moana surprisingly is not a pixar movie i did not know that really yeah it is a disney animation it's the same style which is very very similar but it's the same style as frozen as opposed Mm -hmm. to the pixar stuff um there's just scrolling up through there's at least three four there's a lot yeah there's a lot actually one of them actually makes cracks the top ten
0: wow little tease
2: yeah
0: geiger back to back to round us out uh what is your number 94 movie of all time
2: 94 um i wouldn't consider this a scary movie more of like a thriller but silence of the lambs oh yeah wow yeah i mean it won a uh won an oscar uh jodie foster's fantastic Fantastic movie. The other ones, I I could take or leave. I've never seen another good Hannibal movie. But when it came out, it was first of its time. I mean, and what was awesome is, so the main antagonist that everyone's afraid of isn't the main antagonist in the movie. He's helping Foster right. do it, which is fucking cool. Like, just how that panned out. Because I remember the first time I watched this, I'm like, but he's a bad guy. He gets out, right? I was like, no, like, he just basically is helping. Like, he's already done all his fucking crimes and stuff. Fucking awesome movie, man. Another one you probably haven't seen in a while.
0: I will say this. I mean, we're going to be hard-pressed to find any performance on this list until we get to a certain uh, movie that I think we probably all have in our top 30. Uh, Any performance that tops Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter in this film? It's like an acting acting
2: clinic. So number 93, I'm not going to say too much about because I don't want... It's not for me to talk. But this wouldn't even been on my list unless it was this podcast, and Banner has went to bat for this movie, and after I rewatched it, I'll have to admit, it's, like, one of the best comic book movies I've seen, and that's X2.
1: Yep.
0: Told you. I
1: fucking told you. Five years I've been fucking saying this shit, and he
2: finally admitted it.
0: He's the Banner for it. How much of this is just the Nightcrawler scene?
2: Not I mean the whole movie. I think the story is better than the first. The first one's not even on my list. The story's way better than the first one too. And you get way better, like X Men. Like honestly, man, is like
0: yeah, the fucking
2: frog guy and every, like the villains are way better. You get Tone pirates. Fights, you, get this, the, you get the uh, you get the school more. It's just it was just a way better colossus, story. Yeah.
1: the scene when Stryker is invading the school and Wolverine fucking jumps off that thing stabs the dudes in the fucking neck and then comes around the corner and stabs the dude in the foot and then back up into the chest. That is the closest we got to a Logan rated R scene in an X-Men movie than we've ever gotten prior to obviously Logan. You
2: get me not be drunk enough and say that that scene's better than the Nightcrawler scene and I might listen to your argument because that seems pretty fucking badass. Yeah. yeah.
1: The Nightcrawler scene is just... A visually is so good, and B, in I believe it was 2002, maybe 2003, when this came out, was state of the art. We had never seen anything like that before, so that plays a lot into it. Whereas the Wolverine scene when they're invading the school, I think, is more of a uh, just a classic David and Goliath me versus you war. Um, it's just beautifully done.
2: And this the Wolverine arc, and once again, I don't want to, because Banner will want to talk about this whenever he, you know, relays it as number one movie ever for him, but, um, number one. <laughs> but the, the Wolverine arc where he, you know, doesn't understand where he is from one, like really comes full circle here, like his character gets, and then you got, uh, you know, Cyclops, I mean, his arc is still going on, they haven't totally given up on him, like all this, all the characters from one still have their arc going, and then you introduce new characters, it's very well done.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that this one has more room to breathe than the first one. Because the X-Men are probably one of the rare superhero stories where, like, I think their origin story, like them getting together, to me is way less interesting than anything that happens after they're together. I hate know?
1: First Class. I think, and I think them getting together, sure, it's necessary, but it doesn't fucking matter. It's like Uncle Ben. We get it. He died.
0: <laughs> he dies? Spoiler the fuck dude alright Brian what is your number 93 movie of all time
1: uh, hold on let me scroll down a mile here I was finding where X2 was 93 uh, guys super bad I don't know what oh, else yeah. to say I don't know what else to say this is just just pure comedy pure our generation it's so relatable I mean it's it's just great what what else is there to say? What else, What is more descriptive than it's just fucking great?
0: Yeah, I'll just say that uh, I don't want to say too much about it because I'd rather talk about it later. That makes yeah, sense. it's
1: coming. It's coming up again. So
0: this is a movie. There's a couple that will come up, but this is one that I might wager that w- will appear on all five of our lists. Yeah,
2: it's yeah. on somewhere. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> like it's and not many. I. I I think because of the – you know, we all have such different – which is what makes this so fun for me to see everybody else. We all have such different tastes in terms of genre, but there are a few that just transcend all that, and this, I think, is one of those films.
1: I think out of 100 movies, I think we'll have – I'll say five that intersect all five of us. I think Superbad is one of them, and I think I – I mean, obviously, I have it lower than, than you two, but I I would venture to bet I have it lower than uh, Nate and uh, cycling as well.
2: So cool, Davis, Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. It was almost like a fast time at Ridgemont High where Sean Penn, that's where he got his start, and then mm-hmm. he's like an award-winning actor. Yeah.
0: That, that's a great analogy. It's like our generation's fast time at Ridgemont High. Uh, I, one of the, like, because so, I'll, I'll quote a bunch of these when I talk about it, but One of my favorite subtle lines, we've all said this playing video games, is when Michael Sarah's playing whatever he's playing goes, why do they make the game if you can't beat it?
2: Yeah, why is it so fucking hard? Like They make
0: it. (laughs) Uh, To close us out tonight, my number 93 movie is a film from 2011 starring Anton Yelkin and Felicity Jones. You guys might have seen this one. I actually think it's the first thing I ever saw Jennifer Lawrence in as well. Um, But it's called Like Crazy. And it is... Tonight, I really had, like, kind of the emotional films come up. I didn't realize that I had a block in my list that was going to be like this. But it's basically about this couple that meet in college. And Felicity Jones is here on a uh, school visa, like, because she's going to a university. And she has to move back to London and kind of separates them. And it sort of follows them, like, over the course of a few years trying to make their relationship work. All the ups and downs with that as life kind of gets in the way. And... Um, Again, not to, like, overindulge in the sappiness, but it's one of those movies that just hits me emotionally. I don't really have any, like, real-life analog to this. I was never in a long-distance relationship, and I never dated Felicity Jones. We just made out a few times at that one party.
1: And say, you're obviously fucking lying to me, then.
0: Correct, yeah. Uh, But it's just a really good movie, and every time I go back and watch it, I'm like, damn, this is, like just fucking really good you know like it's hitting all the emotional beats that it wants to it's well made the acting is incredible and it's not anything like crazy it's just like a real story about real people that if you're not an android i think will tug a little bit of your heartstrings and i mean anton yelke big time rip so one i think one of maybe my favorite of his performances i love him in charlie bartlett as well but i think this movie is uh, i think
1: charlie bartlett is a super underrated movie
0: yeah i do too so that's my number 93, Like Crazy. Also, one of the best trailers you'll ever see. Um wow. Old statement. Old statement. Yeah. If you want to cry, go watch the fucking trailer because you'll pull your eyes out. All right, before we let the people go for episode 161, Closing Thoughts, Matt, we'll go to you first.
2: Yes. you know. Just what? You know.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Of course, obviously.
0: Uh, Banner, can you top that? Probably not, but why don't you swing it? it. Uh,
1: I mean, I'll try. Um, Guys, pull over for emergency vehicles. It's just, it's the law. Let's be honest with ourselves. Nobody likes going to jail. We've all been there. It sucks. So just pull over. You never know who's in the back of that ambulance or whose house is on fire. You never know. I'm
0: actually doing this podcast from jail.
1: Obviously. The, the quality is jail quality.
0: This is a serious question. Jail, I feel like, like, do those guys get internet? Does anyone <laughs> uh,
2: I think so. I, think they I mean, I think they do.
0: I mean, so you could, in theory, start a podcast from prison.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't see why you couldn't. I why mean... has
0: no one done that? That'd be kind of cool. I mean, they're they're in prison for a reason. They're probably not the brightest crins in the box. Sorry if you've never been in the prison. Oh, you're right. But. We have a podcast because we are so smart. I good. mean...
2: <laughs> actually, all if we right. all went to prison, our podcast would probably be better because we put a lot more content out. Maybe we should just all go to prison.
0: True. Although yeah. we'd be like, fuck, we haven't seen any new movies because we're all in jail for felonies. Good news
1: is though we've watched forty-seven episodes of The Golden Girls.
0: Imagine watching the yeah. That's probably what they watch in the mess hall and dare someone to say a bad word about Betty White. All right, for the enforcer of the paint, Matt Geiger, and the mad scientist Brian Banner, I'm the mayor Jeff Horn. A second, we are the Bro Four Squad podcast. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Follow us on Twitter at Bro Four Squad. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. If you type in Bro. Force squad as three separate words, and everything that we've posted ever can be found on our website, squad.com. Till next time, we have to try and get into the prison that has the best high speed internet. I hope it's like 4G at least. I heard it's they're like,
1: installing fibers. <laughs> i
0: don't the internet, the anal rate. Right. <laughs> 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 okay, have got to cut the podcast short because someone is coming in our sell to anally-raise my hands, hopefully not.